0: Welcome to cultural quarter of an hour podcast, a podcast where we celebrate the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire and remember culture, it is so much more than stuffy paintings in a stuffy art gallery. It is so much more than a posh orchestra playing to posh people in posh ball gowns and suits. The culture we're talking about is the culture of everyday, the culture of our city, our area that surrounds the city, it is the people, it is the buildings on our streets, it is the canals we enjoy, it is the heritage that is actually part of our everyday life, our present and our future. So grab a brew, peel your ears back and enjoy. foyer of the Regent Theatre where today is a rock of ages. Kevin Clifton from Strictly is going to be on the stage, quite excited to see him. But uh, before that happens, have you ever wondered how people who are maybe visually impaired or maybe who have hearing issues can experience the theatre? I'm going to be absolutely honest, I've not given it much thought because it's not something that's come into my world. Well, that was until today where I'm actually very privileged to have just taken part and experienced a touch tour. Now, I know what you're thinking, what on earth is a touch tour? Well, we're about to find
1: out um, side of the stage. Basically, just walls and walls of Marshall amps and speakers contained within um, metal scaffolding frames. Now on our right, with set within the, the Marshall Amps, is a bar area. The bar itself is also made up of Marshall speakers. Um, and there are various, I'll, as I say, I'll describe it in some greater detail um, in the introduction, but there's, there's an array of bottles, as you would imagine, um, in a bar. And then on the left-hand side, we have so, you heard
0: Chris there, Chris Berry, who was doing the, the touch tour. He is an audio describer. And I think my first question is what do you do as an audio describer apart from describe in audio?
1: Um, right. So, basically, before the start of a show, um, ideally we have a touch tour. Not always. It will depend on the theatre and whether we have time to do one. And that gives time for our um, audience to examine um, the story in context. So they get to explore props and costumes. Luckily, uh, as today, they sometimes get to meet the cast as well and the cast will explain a little bit of their roles to them. And then after the Touch Tour, just before the start of the show, we have an introduction, which is usually about 10 minutes long. And that explains in greater detail what they've just explored in 3D, if you like. So it's not just um, a description that they're listening to. They can relate that description to what they've just directly experienced on stage so when I say to them for example there is a bar to the right hand side they've been to that bar and when I describe um, a particular costume that a character is wearing they've actually felt that costume for example Cherie's costume in this show is a bright red jacket and it's made up of a sort of a crocodile effect leatherette they felt it so they understand, they can, they can almost visualise that, that coat um, in conjunction with my description. So I then go on to describe the set in greater detail, um, new locations that will occur. Um, this show, it's pretty busy because we start in the Bourbon Room, we then go to Sunset Strip, we then go to the Venus Room, we go to the Mayor's Office, we go to a, um, a gentleman's urinal, there's also the stage set, the bands appearing on stage, there's all that description. Um, to come in. So we have to describe that in a way using um, language that is not overly involved or complicated so that it telegraphs um, those visual images to our audience. So within a few words, right, I know I'm in a bar, it's made up of Marshall amps and they're framed by um, metal scaffolding. They've instantly got a picture of that. So you try which is what I'm doing now, I'm waxing lyrical a little bit. I'm doing exactly what an audio describer doesn't do, just so I can... fully explain to you how this works Um, we don't um, go into too much flowery explanation The, uh, uh, the the key word I think is telegraph it's getting that information over as simply as quickly as possible because not only have our audience got to take in our introduction and then our description during the show they've also got to take in the story and the story is paramount that's what they've come to see and enjoy so the art of good audio description strong audio description is they don't necessarily notice it hopefully I will weave my script within the narrative of the show so that it flows as a natural part of it so for example we don't crash actors lines Um, we keep description, not necessarily to a minimum but we don't go the other way either so for example if there is a long gap it might be because the couple are enjoying a particularly passionate embrace or kiss, I'm not going to overly describe that because I want you to be within the drama of that moment and sometimes the drama of the moment is the silence and it's that silence of anticipation, they're going to kiss, when the kiss breaks what are they going to say to each other, do they love each other or has it been a big mistake, there's all that drama inherent in that moment so I don't Want to distract them by going into an over an, an an over um, described um, description of, of that's terrible wording, but I do apologise. But um, of, of, of what's going on there, I want them to drink in the drama of that moment as well. And sometimes the art of good audio description is actually knowing when to shut up, which is what I'm not doing at the minute, um, and be quiet and let them enjoy the dialogue, let them enjoy the music, let them enjoy the sound effects, because all of those. Audio <clears throat> effects have a cue as well. They play a role within the description because if you hear a telephone ring, you know there's a telephone ring. I don't need to say there's a telephone ring. What I do need to say is he picks up the receiver because he might not in which case the telephone will continue to ring. So there are all those audio cues that our audience pick up on as well, and our audio description works in tandem with those cues to build up a full 3D picture of exactly what's going on. And I think that, more or less in a nutshell, is what audio description is.
0: You mentioned you have a script. How do you come up with that script? Is it in conjunction with the producer, the director, or is it something that you do by yourself by watching the production?
1: Right, Um, we hopefully get a Word version of the script sent to us by the producers. Um, Worst case scenario, we get a PDF, which we can't edit, in which case we have to hand write the description, which is not my favorite way of doing it. So in an ideal world, we'll get the um, Word version of the script, hopefully a couple of weeks in advance, sometimes longer, Um, and then we either get a film of the show, or if we have a really good and understanding production company, and you know who you are, um, you will allow me to film. Some production companies get very concerned about copyright, I don't know what they think I'm gonna do with it. Um, I have promised to eat the memory card after filming. Um, uh, But an, an ideal situation, I get to film it, because then I get to zoom in on business. And business, for those who don't know, is any action that is taking place on the stage if somebody I don't know they produce a cigarette lighter um, they pick up a drink I can zoom in on those little bits of actions and I can see exactly what's going on whereas when we're given um, a theatre archive recording it's a static shot of the whole stage and sometimes you can't quite see what's going on you might not remember from when you went to see the show live exactly what's happening at that moment whereas if I'm allowed to film it myself I can zoom in on those bits that. Uh, I need to see. So in conjunction with the film from whatever source I sit down with the theatre script, I go through um, the show. Now in the old days it would take days and days and days. These days because I'm more experienced I'm looking for gaps. So I'm watching the film, Dialogue's going on, blah 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 blah, suddenly there's a gap. Bang! Stop! Right, what's just happened? Maybe three things have happened. I then have to decide which is the most important thing for a visually impaired audience to need to know Um, and they are used that is usually something plot related that will help them to understand the the plot more clearly Um, so i will pick that piece of information and i know i've got four seconds so then i choose my words very carefully to convey the maximum amount of information that i can within those four seconds now it is often when you don't have a lot of time you're tempted to speak very very quickly and as much as you can in possibly in a little space of time Audio description, you've got to make sure, yes, get as much as you can in, but it has to be legible and understood. So your wording has to be swift, but also very paced, as I've just hopefully delivered it um, to you. But then we get uh, instances where there might be 10 or 20 seconds where there's no dialogue, no sound effects, and you get that lovely opportunity just to describe in greater detail. He looks at her, his eyes narrow, his lips purse and from that you know he's not happy with her or maybe he's a little bit anxious we don't know that might be revealed in the next words that he speaks to her and then I might say for example he walks across the room to water sits beside her on the chaise turns his head and looks directly into her eyes she turns away from a moment takes a breath puts her hand to her chest so we get to Describe those lovely little nuances. Um, But at other times, of course, if the gap is shorter, we just have to pick um, the piece of information that is going to convey the greatest chunk of story in the least amount of time and go with it that way.
0: And as you were saying all that, I was picturing it straight away.
1: <laughs> Excellent. That means I'm doing my job. <laughs>
0: One of the people who've been watching the performance today with the audio description is Sharon. Now, Sharon, thank you for talking to me today. First of all, would you mind explaining to people who are listening what, what your vision is like, please?
2: Uh, my vision is very, very poor. I've just been registered blind in November with acute glaucoma, but I was registered as visually impaired for 10 years before but I struggle a bit now because my optic nerves are damaged. So, yeah. How important is it that you can still come to the theatre then? I came to the theatre with Tim and a couple of other friends before um, my second registration and I used to love it, but I could see a little bit more. Um, It's very important for me, A, to get away from the grandchildren at the weekends. B, it's something I really, really enjoy. Um, I love the humour and I love the get we get together before we come to the theatre, we go for a meal, we come in, the people are really really nice to us and it's just sort of like a day out. And what's it like with the audio description? How, how do you find it? Fantastic, because we do the touch tour before we go in, which means we've got an idea of what the costumes are and what people are wearing. And when we're actually sat in the theatre, um, the audio description describes what is happening. It's not constant, so it doesn't get on your nerves. Um, and we can have an idea of what's going on on stage. Um, today's particularly funny because Funny things happened, things were added, and it just makes it normal.
3: My name is Tim Calvert, um, I am the project coordinator for Access to Entertainment North Staff, so I also produce the talking newspaper for Stoke-on-Tram, which is called the Update. Um, I'm also a, like sort of a consultant in Access and Inclusion as well, so I have quite a few hats.
0: So Sharon's been talking about you and how you sort everybody out apparently and you look after everybody here. So what is it that is so important to you that people, everybody can enjoy the theatre?
3: I think although it is a passion um, for me, I think it happened by accident. I kind of got involved sort of five years ago with producing the talking newspaper. But I've always had a passion for theatre, I think, and entertainment. Um... I got involved in audio description by actually coming to review the shows and i met audio describers and i like the community and i think i've struggled like i've had sort of mental health issues and things in the past and i've struggled with isolation and i've always felt that there is a lot out there that isn't inclusive isn't accessible for people with disabilities and I, i think It's all come out of that, really. It's trying to work hard with um, all the venues, all the groups, all of of the associations, the charities, you know, to try to make entertainment, and not just entertainment, but anything where anyone wants to go and enjoy things like everybody else um, can. It's equality, really, and trying to make it equal for all.
0: I'm home now after what was a fantastic day at the Regent. I really enjoyed watching uh, Rock of Ages. It was a fantastic, uh, daft, fun, glorious piece of escapism for a couple of hours. And what I really, really enjoyed was being able to experience what it was like to watch the uh, the performance with that audio description um, as well. So I was really able to just take part in the experience um, that many of the other people that I was with would also be experiencing. I was nervous to start with, if I'm being honest, as I was walking up, I parked my car in Hind Street, walked up to the region. All sorts of things were going through my mind. I was worried that I would say the wrong thing, I would do the wrong thing, but I absolutely did not need to be. I've really discovered brand new things by going on this touch tour. Um, It was interesting to find out just how people are included, made sure people are included in the um, in the whole experience of going to the theatre, and the questions that people can ask. The job of being an audio describer. Don't worry. We all know how much I can talk. I do not think I have the skills of knowing when to shut up. Chris did a fantastic job of describing what was going on as we were watching it. So I have to say to Chris, who was the audio describer you heard talking earlier, congratulations, well done. I have to say a big thank you to Tim Calvert for uh, introducing me and inviting me to the regent to find out more about the touch tour and all the stuff that's on offer Uh, i will put some links to uh, what tim does in the episode notes as well now it's all left for me to say is thank you very much for listening hope you enjoyed it please 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 do get in touch with me you can do so uh, mainly via social media that's the best way of getting in touch with me at cqh pod on twitter search for cultural quarter of an hour on facebook and of course we've got the website www.cqhpod.co.uk and don't forget to stay tuned because there will be another episode next week